This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. You all know me, I'm Joey, your host, and this week's celebrity interview is none other than Chris Flannery. Flanno, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Mate, I am great. It is a pleasure to have you on. A, a bit of a schoolgirl moment for me. I uh, started watching the Roosters in 2002. Obviously, you were playing back then. So, uh, yeah, you know, big, big fangirl moment right here. But let's, long, let's long, get straight. Long time ago, mate. <laughs> it was. We're both showing our age there. But let's get straight into <laughs> it, mate. Can you introduce yourself and what drew you to rugby league when you were younger? And who did you play for? Yeah, look, uh, obviously, um, I started playing uh, when I was pretty young, sort of five or six years old. Uh, I think the main thing that firstly got me involved was uh, my dad used to play uh, down in New South Wales for the the Cara Magpies down there, um, out in the Group 10, I think it is. Um, Yeah, so I remember going to watch him play footy when I was pretty young and uh, sort of picked up the game from there. And uh, dad was my coach up until I was about probably 10 or 11 years old. And we, we moved up to Queensland sort of uh, when I was about nine or 10 and hmm. uh, up to the Sunshine Coast. And I started playing up here for the Kiwana Dolphins. And yeah, that was um, that was how it all started, mate. Yeah, wow. Mate, I love that. And uh, your journey into the NRL, obviously you would have went for the grades, but did you, you only played for the one team in, in the National Rugby League? Yeah, I only played for the Roosters, obviously, in Australia. Uh, about midway through 2007, I, or the start of 2007, I, I broke my leg and ankle in a trial game against the Tigers, and I, I was basically out for majority of the 2007 Roosters season. And uh, about halfway through that year, St. Helens came to me and um, and offered me a four-year four deal to to go over there, So, uh, which, which I took up and... Uh, so I only played for the Roosters in Australia and obviously St. Helens in England. I, I was over there for about five and a half years. So ended up being a, a bit longer stint than what I thought. But uh, yeah, had a great time over there as well. Yeah, very nice, mate. Now, when you were young, you obviously said you, you played footy from a young age and your dad was your coach. But did you always love rugby league? And when you were a kid, did you support a team? I did, mate. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I actually, I wanted to play soccer when I first started, and uh, my, my old boy said, "You're not playing soccer until you play three games of footy." And uh, I think my first game of footy, I scored uh, five or six tries, so I, I enjoyed it after that. So I, I never looked back. And uh, yeah, look, uh, you know, once you start playing, you, you obviously gets in your in your blood, and um, yeah, just just love the game and. Um, you know, playing with your mates and, and getting out there on a Saturday morning, there was nothing better. So, uh, yeah, mate, every chance you got uh, back then, you know, you had a footy and all, all my mates were, were into their footy as well. And, yeah, you just grew up with a foot in your hand and that was sort of how it was back then. So, uh, yeah, obviously when we moved to Queensland, you know, that, that continued. And, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I ended up getting picked up uh, when I was up here when I was about – uh, 16 years old by, by Arthur Beats and to come down to the Chooks. Yeah, it, it becomes a part of you, especially when you're young and you're in that system. Uh, just becomes something that you just, you, it, it's embedded in you and you just want to play forever. But, mate, let's move on to your NRL debut game. Now, take us through your debut. 
Uh, my debut. My debut probably wasn't uh, the best game. We, um, I found out pretty late that I was playing and we are playing the Tigers or West Tigers out at Campbelltown. So it wasn't the most uh, beautiful place to, to make my debut. And I was on the bench, obviously, and uh, got the tap on the shoulder to to go onto the wing probably uh, at some stage in the first half. But I jumped in and uh, went for a bit of a scoot. This was um, this was in about 2000, so I went for a bit of a scoot. And I actually dropped the ball on my first uh, – well, it was, raked, it was raked anyway, I, I will uh, argue. But, um, yeah, lost the ball on my first run and, yeah, it wasn't the best start, but uh, – yeah, she was she was certainly a, a baptism of fire playing against uh, John Hoppelardi and those guys out at um, out at Campbelltown and um, yeah, she was a she was a tough initiation, but yeah, certainly got a bit easier after that first one was out of the way. Yeah, well that's it, mate. I was going to say you still lasted for a lot longer after that, so it couldn't have been too bad. But <laughs> mate, in footy circles, everyone has a nickname. What was yours? Well, uh, mine was when, when I wasn't. The nickname that I had up here in Queensland, but when I got down to the Roosters, I was nicknamed the Hitman, um, basically because nice. of the, you know, Christopher Dale Flannery. So I think uh, yeah. Fletch or Natty Wood might have <laughs> nicknamed me the Hitman, and that sort of when I made my debut, even the commentators were calling me the Hitman. So that sort of stuck for a while. Then uh, I think Fletch changed it to Dale for Christopher Dale Flannery because that was his middle name. So I think Dale sort of stuck for the rest of my career after that. All the Chooks boys. Uh, would refer to me as Dale just from that Christopher Dale Flannery. So uh, that stuck around. I've still got mates up here that call me that today. So it's um, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's good. That's a really good one. I love that. Of course, it's Fletch. It's come up with that, uh, mate. Who was your <laughs> footy idol when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, when I was growing up, look, I I, uh, I think because of my old boy, he followed Parramatta. So I um, when I was growing up, I used to watch a fair bit of Parramatta and. Uh, you know, they had a great team back then oh, yeah. in those early 80s and, you know, Sterlo and Brett Kenny and uh, Ray Price and those types of guys. So, yeah, I really liked um, Brett Kenny and Sterlo, the way that they played footy. Um, but then I guess as I got older, it, you know, turned into sort of Wally Lewis and uh, Trevor Gilmeister and those types of players, those uh, Queenslanders and uh, yeah, you know, as I, as I came through the grades, you know, getting to play with guys like Brad Fittler and um, you know, Luke Rickardson and Craig Fitzgibbon and you know, we had a, an awesome side there through those early two thousands to mid two thousands and yeah, it was just an honor to to play beside uh some of those those caliber of players. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Now we're gonna talk origin now. Uh tell us a bit about it. You obviously played for Queensland. What was the atmosphere like? And were were you nervous when you first played Origin? Yeah, um, my debut was in 2002, so game two in 2002, I, I got the call up and it was uh, myself and Justin Hodges from the Roosters, we we both got called up and uh, we were debuting at uh, QE2, they weren't playing it, Suncorp was getting uh, redeveloped at that point, so uh, we played at QE2 up uh, here in Queensland and uh, yeah, look, I still remember just running out, you know, uh, obviously, you know, it was the, the crowd was just uh, going ballistic and it was oh, yeah. you know, just... Yeah, an amazing experience. Would have been good to be run out at Suncorp, but QE2 was just as good. And the crowd was a little bit further back because they had the running track around the uh, the field back then. But, yeah, still felt like they were on top of you. And it was uh, we, we managed to get the win that night. And, 
yeah, it was just, you know, something you look back. I still remember when I got the call up where I was uh, in Sydney and uh, I thought it was a bit of a G up, you know, I, I hadn't uh, played a heap of first grade at that point, but yeah, getting the call up and um, yeah, to, to play Origin was obviously every kid's dream and uh, we're playing against the quality side, but yeah, we managed to, to get the win that night and uh, I think Lottie Dekiri might have scored three tries and yeah, it was a, it was a good night, mate. It was a good night in Brizzy. As a New South Welshman, it wasn't great for me, mate, but I'm glad that it that it went well for you boys. Now, mate, what was the favourite game you played in? Oh, obviously that, that grand final that you spoke yeah. about, one of your first uh, games you watched, that 2002 grand final. That was, yeah, mate. you know, pretty pretty special. I was uh, 22 years old and uh, we had a quality side, you know, obviously uh, with as those guys that I mentioned earlier, you know, Freddie and, uh, you know, Minicello and Craig Wing and Luke Rickardson, Craig Fitzgibbon, you know, the list goes on. It was a uh, an all-time Roosters team and, you know, we'd had a, probably a slow start to that year and uh, we'd, we'd come home pretty strong and I think we won the last eight or nine games to, to go into the grand final and, and win it. And Yeah, just, you know, it was obviously an amazing night and that's you always look back on that uh, grand final as, um, yeah, probably the most special game. But, yeah, we, we obviously had some big other big games throughout those couple of years and, you know, any time we played the Bulldogs or the Panthers back in those years, it was a, a massive game and, yeah, uh, we had some pretty big battles with those two clubs throughout those years, and uh, probably the other one that stands out is the World Club Challenge when we um, came over to play my uh, the team that I was going to play for next, St Helens, and um, yeah, we managed to put a pretty decent score on them in the World Club Challenge, and nice. uh, yeah, playing over in England it was a yeah pretty pretty good experience. That two thousand three uh, World Club Challenge was was another good one. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. Look. I didn't put this question in, but I just want to ask about that grand final. Now, was the turning point when uh, Freddie got that head clash, did that change the game for you guys? Did you come out with a different mentality and say, let's do this for Fred? Yeah, look, I, was, I think it did. It definitely swung the momentum at that stage. Uh, yeah. The Warriors were were under the pump. Um, I think the Warriors were up at halftime, maybe 8-6 or, or something like that. And yeah, um, yeah, they they definitely had a bit of momentum, but once Freddie got taken out by that uh, that hit from Villa Santi, and um, you know, obviously a head clash there, and you know, I think Adrian Morley sort of took it upon himself to uh, wreak a bit of ha- havoc after that, but it really fired up the forward pack, and uh, yeah, I think that definitely swung uh, momentum our way, and you know, it probably wasn't until the last fifteen minutes or so that we really started to, to run in those trials, fifteen or twenty minutes to go. And uh, yeah. you know, it was a pretty tight game up until then. But yeah, we certainly ran in, you know, two or three quick tries and uh it was it was good to enjoy the last, you know, five minutes of that grand final knowing that you you had it in the bag. Yeah, mate, it was pretty special. I remember crying three years in a row, tears of joy in two thousand and two and then sadness <laughs> in oh three and oh four. But look, we won't go back there. Mate <laughs> Who was the funniest teammate? If you can narrow it down to one, who was the funniest bloke you played alongside? Yeah, oh, mate, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it before, but yeah, Fletch, you know, without a doubt, he uh, kept everyone on their toes, you know, including the coaching staff and the playing staff. And uh, yeah, mate, you know, basically what you see on Fox Sports uh, is, is how he was every day in the dressing room. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it was, he's just a character and, very quick-witted, obviously, as you see on the footy show. And, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was great to, you know, have him in the team. We probably uh, – I think he, well, he, he 
he finished or left the Roosters to go to South after yeah. that 2002 grand final. And, you know, we definitely missed him within the team when he, when he not just, he was obviously a great player, but, uh, yeah, just for what he brought to the team and the camaraderie. And, uh, yeah, we definitely missed him when we were having a few beers, that's for sure. Oh, I could imagine, mate. Now, the next one I got after this, and, again, you're probably going to have a whole list here, but who was your strangest teammate? <laughs> the strangest, uh, I don't know. We had a few weirdos there um, throughout the years. Um, yeah, we had, had a few weird ones. I, I don't know. Probably uh, Mick Crock had a few strange uh, strange habits, but um, I think you'd have to uh, spew before every game. And uh, I've heard that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, uh, he'd have a power spew before every match, and he was pretty. Um, uh, pretty ritualistic, I guess, with the way that he prepared for games and put, you know, put on his socks and boots and everything. But uh, yeah, there was a few weird, um, yeah, a few weird superstitions in there. But yeah, look, there was we had we had plenty of weirdos, but uh, I can't really narrow it down. But yeah, Crockett had a few there. <laughs> I love it, mate. You, you got to have that in each team. It's wonderful. Now, you're a versatile player at the Roosters and obviously in Origin as well. Did you have a favourite position? Oh, look. <laughs> I um yeah I did have a, a couple of different positions. I think when I when I was younger, when I was just breaking into the team, and I was probably a bit quicker. I, I was in the backs. So I sort of came into the fullback position. I played a lot of fullback uh, coming through uh, Queensland and schoolboys and all that. And then um, yeah, sort of uh, transitioned my way into into the back row at some point there. And uh, I, I really enjoyed playing in the back row or playing lock. And obviously we had some some great back rows there in Luke Rickardson. And- um, Craig Fitzgibbon and Adrian Morley uh, at times, so yeah, it was hard to it was hard to sort of keep that position in the back row. But yeah, I did enjoy uh, playing on an edge, and that was sort of where I played majority of my footy, or pretty much all my footy over in England. Uh, I played a little bit of six when Freddie was obviously on Origin duties or, or whatever, and um, actually played six in a in a state of Origin, which was yes. interesting, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind playing there, but yeah, probably rather be in the back row, to be honest. Yeah, I love it, mate. Now, how was retirement for you? Yeah, I, I retired at the end of 2012. So, as I said before, I sort of did five and a half years over at St. Helens, and uh, we won a Challenge Cup over there in, in front of right. 90 odd thousand at Wembley, which was another amazing, you know, when you talk about those games yeah. that you remember, uh, you know, playing. Uh, Hull FC at Wembley and, and managing to win that was, was pretty special as well. Um, but yeah, uh, since I retired, obviously um, pretty much moved straight back to the Sunshine Coast uh, where, I, where I grew up and um, yeah, been the, the CEO of the Sunshine Coast Falcons up here since um, the end of, about the end of 2013. So yeah, about 10 years in the role here and yeah, thoroughly enjoying it, mate. Yeah, it's uh a bit different when you're on the other side of the, um, you know, when you're on the so- other side of the players. It's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to look after. But, yeah, we're really enjoying it. And some incredible players have gone through that system as well, obviously. You know, the likes of uh, uh, Nico Hines and, uh, yeah, some of the other young Storm blokes as well. But, mate, incredible stuff there. Now, what is one piece of advice that you could give a young player coming through the grades? Yeah, obviously in, in the role that I'm in now, you know, I, I deal with a lot of these uh, young players. You know, obviously we're a, a semi-professional club and, you know, we've got lots of uh, players here who have come through the grades and, you know, like you mentioned before, guys like Nico Hines and 
Yeah. Uh, you know, T- Tyson Smoothie, Trent Liero, those guys who are playing NRL now. But um, I guess the the main piece of advice that I give a lot of these players in our system is, is you know, just make sure that you, you know, you're concentrating on obviously your footy, but something else outside of footy as well. Um, you know, there's we all want to be professional rugby league players and, you know, the players that we have here, this, this second tier that we look after now, you know, I believe it's harder to, to get into the NRL from here. You know, you're, you're working full time and then you come to training and train for the Falcons for another two or three hours each night. And it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty tough uh, way to get in the NRL, but, you know, quite a lot of our players do still make it. But I'll just tell them to keep their eye on, you know, on, on a trade or, you know, studying at, at the same time, because as I said, not everyone can, can get to the NRL, but, uh, we provide the environment for them to make the NRL, and we, that's definitely our number one preference. But certainly, just you know, keep a, an eye on something else and an interest in something else. Uh, that's probably my main piece of advice. But um, you know, also these younger kids that have got that road ahead of them, you know, it's it's just you know, keep training, don't lose sight of the opportunity that you've got. Um, yeah. Not all players get to be in these systems where you know you're training three nights a week and. You've got the uh, resources around you to, to make it to the NRL. So just keep training hard and, and don't, uh, yeah, don't, you know, lose sight of the fact that, you know, it doesn't take, just takes a couple of breaks and, and you can be in the NRL at any stage. So, yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah. Mate, some great advice there. Now, uh, got a couple more before we finish up. The next one is if you could change one rule in the NRL, what would it be? One rule. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I haven't even thought of that. Um, there's, a, there's a few tough ones at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not uh, – I don't really get this downtown rule that's just coming out at the moment. We we had a couple yeah. of games here on the weekend and there was about 10 downtown uh, penalties. I really don't know what they're uh, they're trying to achieve with that. Um, yeah, no, I'm not too sure, mate, to be honest. Yeah, put is, me that, on the spot is, is the downtown one where the player is standing – Next to the kicker now is that? I think it's just you're not allowed to you're not allowed to get in front of the play the yeah, ball. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the obviously guys used to sort of run five ten meters in front of the kicker, mm. but you can't do that anymore. And I'll probably yeah, to give the fullback, yeah, give the fullback obviously a little bit more time back there. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I really don't know what rule I'd change. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably some of the time it takes with these bunker calls. I reckon. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, no. Definitely, mate, definitely. I think as as a fan of the game, you know, we, we love to see free-flowing footy and 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 I think we need more of that. How Origin is, is wonderful. You want to mm. see that sort of footy in some club games as well. And I know they've got all this technology, but, mate, it would be nice to see some free-flowing footy from time to time. But, mate, before we finish up, can you give us an early prediction for 2024? Oh, look, obviously, uh, yeah, I hope the Chooks are up there. Yep, that's the one. Good man. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, hope, uh, I hope the Roosters have a good year, mate. Um, or still follow the Chooks. But, yeah, obviously, we're affiliated with the Melbourne Storm. So, um, yeah, yeah well, I'm hoping that the Storm also go a long way. But, uh, look, the Broncos, you know, obviously, we're in Broncos territory up here. And there's... Um, yeah, there's a fairly big uh, push for them this this year, and you know they've gone through the heartbreak of last year. Uh, I'm sure that's going to spur them on. So Broncos, uh, Broncos are probably favourites from from my end, but um, yeah. I'm hopeful that the Chooks or the Storm can uh, put up a fight. But yeah, then obviously you know the the Panthers uh, are going to be right up there as well. So yeah, look, just 
great to see the footy back, and I think yeah, we're all mate. looking forward to seeing another uh, another great season. Absolutely, and I hope it's a close comp as well. Well, that's all we got time for on this interview. I just want to thank Chris for jumping on. Before you go anywhere, make sure you jump on leaguelids.com. Check out these nice corduroy rugby league hats. You can use the code RUCK10 for 10% off. Uh, a lot are sold out at the moment, so do wait for their social media for when the next batch does drop. Still a few available at the moment. And you can also check out gibsonscountrystylejerky.com.au for all your jerky needs. They've got teriyaki, barbecue bourbon, bourbon, sorry, garlic jerky. There's also honey, soy, and garlic as well. Some amazing flavors. Use the code podcast for 10% off there. Uh, you can also check out Clean Cup Family Meats at Lennox Village down in Penrith if you are a local where I am. Uh, check out Clean Cup Family Meats for your best butcher meat going around. And if you mention the podcast, they'll also give you 10% off your meat. So it's pretty special there. Uh, we're, our last one before we go, we got Game Day Squad as well. Just joined up with Game Day Squad. Now, if you enjoy your fantasy football, it's fantasy football with a bit of a twist. You get to open little card packs online. It's pretty fun. Uh, we're going to be doing some YouTube videos of that soon. Every time we get a new player, we'll open up a big card pack. But that's Game Day Squad. So there is a league going at the moment for the Ruck Infringement Pod. So type that into your competition names on Game Day Squad. Join our league and there will be prizes up for grabs. But anyway, thank you so much, Chris. That's Joey. I'm Chris. Be good. Thanks, mate.